0: Surbiton High Maths Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the second edition of our Surbiton High Maths Podcast. Uh, My name is Mr Gibbons and I'm here with my colleague and co-host, Miss Reeves,
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, We've got a cracking episode coming up today. So we've got some very special guests on, which are some of our Year 13 further mathematicians. uh, They're going to be talking about a very special uh, economics theorem. Can you remind me of its name?
0: I believe it's called Lagrange, who's a very famous mathematician in his own right. But Lagrange's theorem for constrained optimization.
1: Oh, wow. So I believe that is about optimization of profit, isn't yeah, it? Ma- as I, profit.
0: Yeah, as I understand it, yes. maximising profit. Neither of us are economists, as my bank manager will joyously <laughs> confirm. Neither of us are economists. Uh, so really, we're going to be uh, pitting a few questions uh, the way of our sixth form, who, who we are both very, very privileged to teach. And we're going to be talking uh, about a few other things as well, not just uh, Lagrange's theorem of economics. And-
1: no, we've also got a puzzle at the end for you—a cracking one, which is about a lion, Mister Gibbons, and a packet of Monster Munch. Oh,
0: wow! So- well, I shall—I will look forward to that. Monster Munch is something that I am uh, no stranger to. And um, <laughs> but we'll start with—well, um, Miss Rees, I have a question for you. Last time I asked you what your favourite number was. This time, I've, I've, I've really been wondering: Are you perfect?
1: Well, obviously, I mean, practically perfect in every way.
0: Oh, well, uh, well, well, it goes without saying, I suppose, but I'm, I'm afraid, I'm going to have to burst your bubble uh, somewhat. Um, oh, because I believe that um, I believe that you're not perfect. Um,
1: what do I need to do to be perfect? How
0: can I be perfect <laughs> from this point onwards?
1: How can well, I correct?
0: For those who are wondering what we're talking about, and and the fact that. Stunning revelation that Miss Reeves isn't in fact perfect. Um, <laughs> we're referring to um, her age and uh, my age. And Miss Reeves, I, I, I hope I don't mind. I'm uh, I'm yeah. not intruding here and, and giving out information you wouldn't mind giving out. I believe you're not twenty eight.
1: No, I'm not twenty eight. Okay, no, well, That's um, correct.
0: <laughs> and <in> shocking news, <laughs> nor am I. <laughs> um, twenty eight is an example of what's known mathematically as a perfect number, and the reason why twenty eight is a perfect number is because if we take the factors of 28 apart from 28 itself, and the factors of 28 are 1, 2, 4, 7, and 14. Let's ignore 28, as I say. Okay. If we take those other factors of 28, 1, 2, 4, 7, and 14, if we add those together, Miss Reeves, what do we get? If we add 1, add 2, add 4, add 7, add 14?
1: I believe you get 28. You
0: are indeed correct. Is that
1: right? So uh, let's think about other abundant numbers. It's uh, not abundant, perfect numbers. Mm. Is 6 a perfect number?
0: 6 would indeed be a perfect number. It's actually the first perfect number. Ah. Why would you say 6? Uh,
1: because... Six's factors are one, two, three, and six. So if we exclude the six, it's the number itself. One plus two plus three gives us six. Yes, indeed, and that is yes. the f-
0: six is the f- well done. First is the first perfect number is indeed six. Um, so you, dear listener, uh, when you were six, you were possibly you didn't realise, but you were perfect. Um, you Hmm. will be. Many of you listening to this will not yet be 28, um, but treasure it when you are, because you will be perfect.
1: And so you've got the opportunity to be perfect again. Will I ever be perfect again, Mr Gibbons? (laughs)
0: Um, I'm afraid that unless medical science takes um, really quantum leaps forward, (laughs) you're not going to be perfect ever again, because the next perfect number is, um, is 496. And the factors wow. of four hundred ninety-six, which I'm not going to list because you'll probably turn off, won't you? If I start <laughs> listening, if I start listing the factors of four ninety-six, yeah, I wouldn't blame you. We'd lose yeah. our audience. But those factors do add up to four hundred ninety-six. The one after that is eight thousand one hundred twenty-eight. And uh, fans of the Simpsons, if you keep your eyes open, you'll see these numbers: four ninety-six and eight thousand one hundred twenty-eight. They're used quite a lot. the The writers of the Simpsons are are all mathematicians with maths degrees.
1: Ah, okay, okay. So, Mr. Gibbons, so your age—are you—are <laughs> you abundant?
0: No, well, I'm certainly not perfect. I'm um, I'm fifty, and yeah. um, if you take the factors of fifty that are not fifty, um, we have one. I'm just writing them down, so I don't miss any that would be rather embarrassing. We've got one, two, five, ten, and twenty-five. Okay. Now, if we add the numbers one, two, five, ten, and twenty-five, I believe we get forty-three. 43, clearly, is less than 50. And when the factors add up to less than the number, so 43 being less than 50, we call that a um, a deficient number.
1: Okay, so you're a little bit deficient. I'm a little bit
0: deficient, 43 being a little bit less than 50. Now, Miss Reeves, awkward question, but how old are you?
1: Well... I'm not going to de- to say my age, but I'm going Fair to enough. say that my age is a prime number. Ooh. So I think that means that I'm extremely deficient, You actually.
0: are. You couldn't be more deficient. My
1: age is... Because, obviously, the factors of my age are therefore one and itself, but mm. when you're adding up the numbers, you don't include the number itself, so they only add up to
0: 1 yeah so it is you couldn't be any more deficient I'm than deficient you as deficient as
1: possibly i can be
0: <laughs> a couple of years ago when i was 48 I, that was the last time i was what's known as abundance miss reeves has mentioned the word abundant uh, during this podcast mm. and in 48 the factors of 48 apart from the number 48 add up to more than 48 so i was abundant and i believe i'll be abundant again when i'm 54 so that's oh you've got
1: something to look forward to <laughs> thank, you nice. mu- thank you very much Thank
0: you very much miss reeves for <laughs> letting me know that
1: <laughs> Very <kind of> you. <laughs> Excellent. F equals MA. So here we are with three year 13 further mathematicians. We've got Bella, Sophie, and Katrin here, and we've got some great questions to ask them. So, Bella,
2: can you tell us what is your favourite number? Um, well, I would originally say 29 because it's my birthday. But um, I decided that was a bit boring, so probably six, because one plus two plus three is six, and one times two times three is six. (laughs) This is fantastic.
0: Absolutely superb. It looks like we've planned it, doesn't it? (laughs)
1: It does, it does. Yes, in the first part of this episode, we talk about perfect numbers, and you've just picked out the first perfect number fantastic
0: Indeed.
2: that's so another
1: what? reason why i love the number <laughs> kudos to you
0: well done. and of course it should be pointed out that all three of our guests today have been perfect and uh unlike uh, myself and miss reeves uh, they will be perfect again one day yes uh, with 28 being the next perfect number we are um,
1: absolutely yeah. unfortunately we're both past <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and so what's, so what's the one the... after 28 again mr giddens and 496
0: Ms. yeah reeves. sadly so, yeah, yeah. yeah no chance no chance, never, never. Mm. No chance. <laughs> sophie what about you
3: Um, well, I think I'd have to say 17 because it is my birthday (laughs) and it's Mr. Gibbons' birthday. That is correct
4: as well. It could be be your
3: age as well. Yeah, and it is my age, but it was my favourite number even before I was 17. Um, And it's a prime number and I always just think it's kind of a random one. I mean, it's not. (laughs) I (laughs) think it seems it.
0: No, not random at all, but no, no, no. I, well, i have obviously an attachment to 17, as you say yourself, yes, yes. And uh, Catherine?
4: Um, I'd say my favourite number is nine, no. because when I was young, my favourite number was three, because in the number jacks, so the number three was pink, <laughs> but then I, oh. then I got to love nine because it was three times three, so I thought it was a bit more interesting. What well, what's a number jack? The show, the number jacks. So they had know like it. little, what was it, one to, one to nine? I think yeah. So. They had little numbers, one to nine, and they were all different colours. And my favourite one was always the number three. Did was we... it a kid's show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a kid's, kid's show. Kid's <laughs> show. Yeah. So the numbers just yeah. dance around? Yeah. No, they're Gold Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the reason. <laughs>
0: not, not for the first time in the school. I feel remarkably old right now. <laughs> so we'll move on to our next question. This is. um. But it's in two parts, really. You can guess the second part from the first part. Katrin, um, we'll start with you. Um, what's your favourite part of maths?
4: Um, my favourite part of maths has probably been calculus. Mm, so a lot of
0: people say that, yeah. So,
4: differentiation mm. and integration, mostly. What is it you like about that? Um, well, I think it's something that I've seen, like, the most amount of application to, mm-hmm. so I can see how it's used in the in the... Quite, quite real world which I find really interesting but I also just like the like the process of it and how it's applied into other topics of maths where you can do like um with lines and things like that
2: mm.
0: <laughs> no 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 it's, it's uh when, when people study differentiation for the first time in year 11 year 11 haven't quite got to that I don't think but they'll do it soon um it, it, you, you try and tell them this is as big as it gets mathematically, but they, yeah. they don't really see it at first. It's just a rule. But it, as Catherine yeah, well said, it, it has really, so many applications. Yeah, it
4: really like,
1: grows. brings uh, graphs really to life. Essentially, well. any yeah. yes,
0: indeed. Any mm. two things that are changing against each other in a nonlinear way, calculus is just how, yeah. you, how you work out what's going on. Yeah. Yes, my favourite area of maths too as well.
4: <laughs> what about so, you, Sophie? I'm afraid
3: mine is also calculus. Yeah, <laughs> Excellent. Fair, huh? Excellent. Um, I just think, yeah, learning it in year 11 and then doing further maths, GCSE, doing um, second derivatives, I was like, this is crazy. I've never seen anything this intense before. Yeah. And now we're up to doing, you know, like integrating inverse trig functions. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure it has a lot more to go at uni and oh, yes. everything. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. it just doesn't stop. And I just think that's really, really
0: interesting. Oh, you meet double integrals and triple integrals. Oh.
2: <laughs> Great stuff. Yes. What about you, Bella? Well, I agree with them, but I also, I love sequences. Ah. which is sort of a weird one mm. but like i just find it really satisfying mm. and especially the the further mass version where it all looks really pretty and it all like leads and you can tell when you're right cause you've got it so yeah
0: uh, you talking about yeah. the so i mean i remember when i um when i saw the funny sigma sign for mm-hmm. the first time and i thought i'm really doing grown-up maths here. I
2: mean,
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. you felt the same the with, greek alphabet
2: comes yeah. in yeah, yeah. and then there's like the oh what's What's it called when we did the two sequences and you minus them and you can. uh, Oh, the proof
0: um, of the arithmetic and geometry series. That's so cool. Yeah, lovely, elegant proof. Very, very satisfying. It just
2: looks very pretty. I
1: like that <laughs> <laughs> well well yeah. having discussed uh, our
0: favourite part of maths
1: yeah we now need to move on to the more negative what's your least favourite bit of maths what, uh, we'll come to Bella first this time
2: oh god that might not be a very good idea <laughs> okay we'll
4: go to Catherine. <laughs> I do actually have an answer and mm. oh. I think you guys you guys probably know what my answer is well it's always been oh, yeah. inequalities oh ah. you've said that yeah, yeah okay. so even before I knew there. what inequalities were mm. I always hated the like greater than less than signs I got them the wrong way around and I started to get really confused and then doing it at GCSE I continued to get really confused however now I actually now since I've got my head around the sides I use them all the time when I'm making yeah. notes and in economics and things like that so it it has historically been my least favorite but I've groaned. It's all about like the it. crocodile
1: eats the bigger uh, ab- absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the crocodile's hungry, so the crocodile will eat the bigger thing. Yeah, yeah little
4: I mean. me struggles to get my head around. No, that. and it can, yeah. it can really, yeah. um, no, I, it can really get
0: in the way of some people. I've, I've seen that lower down the school many times, people. Yeah. Particularly when, when you write three is bigger than two, left yeah. to right, and then you reverse it and say two is smaller than three, and mm. getting them to appreciate it's the same thing. Not and always also, easy. No, that's fair enough. Also in
4: GCSE, when you have to figure out which bit is under the curve and which mm, is on top of the mm, curve with mm, inequalities yeah, that's tricky. In a while. Yeah, that's yeah. a really
0: interesting answer. Yeah.
4: Um I have a bit of a love hate
3: relationship with <laughs> mechanics itself. I adore it. I think it's so fun and I think you can really apply it to real life situations and just when I get it right, oh, it's amazing. But you know, you just never know if you are because all the answers are like 6.23 and you just have no idea. <laughs> yes. So you just you kind s- of hope for the best. And I think. Mechanics certainly
0: doesn't that- lead itself to fluffy answers. No, like, no. so
3: that is, that is always a bit stressful, but I do love it, but just sometimes I can't wrap my head around it and I'm just like, please work out. You just never know. <laughs> yeah, I know
0: mechanics, part of A level maths, cr- close time with physics, isn't there? And, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's. um. Yeah, there's it's not actually huge amounts of learning mechanics. No. Is there? It's all no. in the applications. Yeah. You say mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good answer. Yes, Bella.
2: Well, I have more of a less of the love side and more of the hate side of mechanics. <laughs> 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 I do do physics A level, so it should make more sense to me than it does. But for some reason, it just, I can't picture them in my head, so I do have to sit there in an exam and think, okay, well, like, this is mm. going that way, and what happens where. Mm. So that always troubles me a little bit and i don't think any of the stuff is ever as pretty as the sequences okay, by no, induction or anything yeah. like that okay. so i probably and i probably say i struggle with that the most which is probably why okay. i don't like it as much
0: interesting you said you can't picture mm-hmm. it because obviously that is such an integral part yeah. of any mechanics question is getting I down find the so picture i
2: find like, it really okay. hard to like vision what i'm working out mm-hmm. so it sort of like makes that a bit more complicated mm-hmm. yeah um um, yeah,
1: and finally, what is it about maths that you all really like? Why are you all studying at further maths A level? What is it about the subject itself?
2: I I like that there's, like, a right answer. Yes. So, like, subjects like English where you're writing essays, it's like you, you're right but you haven't explained it quite enough or you haven't said things in the right way, whereas maths is, if you know what you're doing, you do the working out and you've got an answer and you can sort of, like... Mm, most of the time know when you've got it right or not like mm. if you mm. if you if you know how to do it you know the method and you've like done enough practice you'll probably be getting the right answer or is like english is always something to improve on or like you can always develop your essays a bit better so yeah I like it. Mm, no <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no no
0: it's a very Makes sense. Yeah. succinct summary yeah. Of it, yes.
2: yeah i just say it's so satisfying
3: i just think when um when you get the answer and you just, you just can finally breathe a sigh of relief. You know, you've done everything <laughs> right. Especially when it's like, prove this happens and you see the answer and then you get it and you're like, right, yeah. I'm good. That yeah. is fine. With the trig. Yeah, with, tri- with mm. trig Very stuff. So it's fine Um And I just think oh, that all it... All of the jargon. It <laughs> is tri- trig. trig proofs. It's that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it just great. goes on forever and ever and you just can never stop. I just think that's so interesting. There's always something more to more to do you know yeah. you think you're all, you're so advanced at it and then there's a whole
4: new thing to learn <laughs> and i just think that's so cool yeah, yeah nice what about you katrin um i would say one of the main reasons i love math is just the logical kind of process of it and how you like the problem solving nature of it so even if you don't necessarily know everything or in an exam you haven't revised everything everything is kind of logical so yeah. in some sense <clears throat> sorry In some sense, you can always somewhat figure it out um, just through what would be a reasonable process, which I think is really, really interesting. And also, I think we had this discussion um, in a few math lessons ago about how sort of unlike other sciences, it's not just necessarily a theory that could at some point be disproved, like it is sort of absolute and it is correct and it's sort of the basis of so many other things like mm, okay. economics and sciences I think it's really really cool. No, yeah, I do you think
0: can. with maths you very often don't quite know where you're going to end up but you certainly know the road that you've mm-hmm. got to take and it's a, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I think what, the what you're saying it's about how in maths if you if, say if you discovered a new bit of maths you couldn't just you know test it on a few numbers and say oh we've got enough
4: evidence here mm-hmm. you have to prove it's right for every single number yeah mm-hmm. so when there's a theory mm-hmm. yeah. that has been proven it is that is it. it's not going to then go and get disproven probably <laughs> it'll only get exactly. probably added to
0: indeed exactly yeah, all three very good answers there. v squared equals u squared plus 2as Okay, Catherine, you mentioned there in the course of your last answer there a nice link with economics, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the reasons we're in here today is for you to discuss uh, an application you've seen in your economics lessons called Lagrange theorem. Uh, tell.
4: Yeah, well, it's not actually necessarily used in A-level economics because uh, that's not heavily maths involved, but it is something that is, I mean, Sophie and Bella know it's applied in economics further up, and it's called yeah the Lagrange theorem, which basically tries to link um, your utility which is sort of welfare happiness kind of thing with also um if you have a budget so you can only spend a certain amount of something and you want to maximize your Mm. welfare or utility then just finding a link between the two
0: so you're finding the the either the optimal value be that a maximum or minimum and given to what you've said there is is we would call a constraint Mm
4: -hmm. so that's called the um budget constraint in mm. the economics application of the
0: theorem so i know we talked about it in our in our further math lessons um the, the lagrange theorem just from a purely uh, mathematical side of it so you, how, have you used that or would you use that to maximize profit
3: say or to
4: um i'm not entirely sure i think it's Can my think understanding it's about, about utility and satisfaction of the consumers yeah so which is which I think is really interesting because that's okay. something that's hard yeah. hard to measure. Hard to quantify, yes. Yes. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, indeed. the difference between having one unit of this versus one unit of that or something and it and it can sort of put a measure on how much, let's say, an additional unit of something oh, okay. will add to your happiness. It, wow. Right, right, so right. what's an example
1: of a unit? Like what Just- could what could improve my happiness Well,
4: say just if you say if you wanted to buy let's say like chocolate bars and but then you have a budget constraint it's like how many say like chocolate bars and sweets yeah what combination of the two would maximize, would maximize your maximize my
1: happiness mm-hmm. yeah. ooh i feel a dairy milk and snickers <laughs> <marriage. laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Okay.
0: Ah, so the, yes, okay, optimization. It's, um, it's, it's a big area of mathematics, is that? It comes up in many, many applications. And you start mm-hmm. to see it at GCSE when you do inequalities and shading regions, but I'm not going to turn it into a, a math <laughs> lesson now, but that's where that topic starts. Yeah, okay. No, nice. no, no. Lagrange, of course. Well, not of course, but uh, Lagrange. I, one of my very favorite maths facts that I learned at primary school, I had no idea it was uh, attributed to Lagrange. I don't know if you guys know this, but every whole number can be written as the sum of four squares. Four square numbers, and that was Lagrange. That was Lagrange. Ooh, yeah. So, for instance, forty-six would be four squared plus five squared plus one squared plus two squared. And every single number can this be written. a <laughs> I've not seen a proof for that. I'd, I'd love to see a proof. So there's another maths challenge for listeners. Another mass that challenge if anyone
1: that, wants to email that, in. in. That,
0: might be, that might be above and beyond, and you may well achieve mathematical immortality if you do uh, with the correct answer. But yeah, that's, that was Lagrange. Mm. Oh, that, right. thank you. Yes. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Catherine. Yeah, that's all right. Y equals MX plus
0: C. Well, thank you very, very much indeed, Catherine, Sophie and Bella for coming in at this very early hour on a a Thursday morning in the library. Bella in your very comfortable chair there. Those who know the library, Bella's got the very comfy chair there. Uh, Been great to talk to you, always is, um, whether we're on a podcast or not. We have the uh, great joy of teaching all three of you in our further maths group. Thanks for coming in. Thank you.
2: Yes, thank you so much.
0: Sec squared theta equals 1 plus 10 squared theta.
1: So now we come to the part of our episode where we introduce the puzzle of the week. Um, so this one, as I said earlier, is about a lion, Mr Gibbons, and a bag of Monster Munch. <laughs> so I have a boat, and I'm on the, side, the bank of a river with... Mr Gibbons, a lion and a bag of monster munch and I need to get them all across the river in my boat however um, I can only take one of them at a time so only one of them will go in the boat at the time and I cannot leave Mr Gibbons alone with the bag of monster munch
0: absolutely not
1: because it will be eaten and mm. I won't have any monster munch left for my lunch. So, mm. yeah, I can't leave Mr Gibbons alone with the monster munch. I also can't leave the lion alone for mis- with Mr Gibbons because the lion will have Mr Gibbons for his lunch. <laughs> yes, and we'd yes, all so. be very sad about that, so we can't have that.
3: <laughs> um,
1: I can, however, leave um, the lion alone with the monster munch because the lion has better taste than Mr Gibbons and the lion won't touch the monster munch.
0: Is the, is the lion aware that pickled onion monster munch exists?
1: Do the lion is aware the lion is aware and still
0: like doesn't touch them okay he not. still
1: doesn't like it no so the question is how do i get all three uh, items or people or animals safely across the river in one piece and if you have an answer to that please email me or mr gibbons with the solution and there are merits available
0: Yes, indeed, and and the kudos um, and recognition that you would get from from uh, from being able to crack the puzzle. Speaking of which, um, a shout out—I believe that's the word that the youth use—a shout out <laughs> to um, Mrs. Casey, um, who has uh, sent in a um, very comprehensive solution to the chicken nugget challenge.
1: Yes, well done, Mrs Casey. Fantastic solution. And
0: if you are wondering what the chicken nugget challenge is, please go and listen to our first podcast. I would just like to uh, put your way just a little challenge that's come come to mind as we were recording this podcast, which uh, links back to what we were talking about right at the start on perfect numbers. I We listed the perfect the first four perfect numbers as 628, 496 and 8,128. There is actually a pattern that will work out uh, all of the perfect numbers, which depends on... I'll you this little clue, depends on the powers of two. So I'm just wondering if anyone out there, and don't Google it, if anyone <laughs> out there um, can find out or work out, it involves the powers of two and multiplication. Um, and um, see if anyone out there can come up with it. Um, it would be really good if, uh, if, if a couple, or, or many of you could, and, and as Miss Reeve said, send it in to us and, and we'll let you know whether you're right or not.
1: Yeah, so, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, see you next term.
0: Yeah. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
2: Silverton high, high Mass Podcast.